0: What's up, guys? Roy here, and you are listening to the Balanced Mail podcast series. Today's episode will be a dad talk, and in this dad talk, I'm going to get to interview a rad dad named Ryan Garbarino. Now, Ryan Garbarino is not only a father of two young boys, but he also loves bourbon and runs his family's business. I know he'll have a lot of great things to share, so sit back, relax, and enjoy. So yeah, so now we're rolling. Yeah. Garbs, what's up? What's up? How you doing? Good. So Garbs, I'm glad you're on. Is it okay if I call you Garbs? That's how I met you.
1: Yes, that's fine. So Carly, uh, I've known her for so long, and then I'm sure she introduced me as Garbs, and it's people that have known me forever can call me that, and that's all uh-huh. good. But if yeah. it's like if you're like a new person, and they're like, Garbs, and I'm like, mm-mm.
0: No? Well, it's, <laughs> it's like that guy Chris Hammond. I knew him as Gooter. Oh yeah, you know. I, I
1: don't know if many people call him Chris.
0: I know he's, he's <laughs> called like uh, her mom, Carly's mom calls calls him Chris. Okay. And I don't. She was taught because because when he did our he did my porch. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, Gooter's doing the porch, and she's like, who's Gooter? And I was like, gooter you and. She was like, you mean that guy, Chris? And I was like, oh, that's his name. Yes. Like, I, I don't Geertes, know these people. had
1: many nicknames. We called him Donut. Yeah, Donut was
0: of one of them. Yeah, yeah. I've been trying to get him on here for a while, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's a good dude. We went to a punk show. We went and saw uh, the Circle Jerks. Wow. Um, a few weeks ago. And uh-huh. we, we, before the show, we went to a burrito bar. Uh-huh. And we're sitting there. And then the lead singer of the Circle Jerks came, came in. Uh, Keith Morris uh-huh. and yeah. uh, we we're sitting there we're like dude we went to the right place mm-hmm. and I'm like what's up man what's up and he like he's wearing his face mask and he's just, like just kind of nods his head and gives me a thumbs up so we let him use uh, bean burrito mm-hmm. um, and then we finish our meals and stand up and then Guder kind of turns to Keith Morris and he's actually wearing a shirt called off and it was uh, Keith's yeah other mm-hmm. band And he says to Keith Morris, uh, apparently there's a story of Flag when they came to Virginia Beach, there was some white supremacists that came and when they played um, the song White Minority, Mm -hmm. they started to like salute Keith Morris uh, and he stopped the song and was like, was like, no, get away from me. That's, that's no, I want no part of that. So Guter says to Keith Morris, he said, Hey man, sorry about it last time that <clears throat> that those guys came here, like that's not what this area is all about. And he like nodded his head. He was taken back, definitely nodded his head, and said, Okay, thank you. We left. Well, during the Circle Jerk show, he, uh he Keith Morris between songs, he brings up the story, mm. and I'm in the front and I'm like, yeah yeah that was me and he was like yeah you're one of the guys you know and um he's like he's like oh, i just want everyone to know that song is a joke you know like i definitely don't believe in that uh-huh and uh yeah that was that was a pretty good experience that's uh, awesome yeah
0: i love when shit like that happens yeah. at concerts <laughs> mm-hmm. i went and saw face to face and lag wagon with him yes with chris Chris and Justin, guess I was there. You were there. I caught at that show. You did? Yeah, dude. That show.
1: Oh, it was God. nasty. Oh, <laughs> that
0: show was so much fun. Because that that was at the
1: Jewish Mother, right? No,
0: this it, was at the Norva. This at the Norva. Was like four, three hmm. years ago, maybe not three. This one, this one was like 2012 Jewish oh, Mother face to face. 'Cause this one was face to okay. face in Lagwagon at the Norva and I went with with Justin mm-hmm. and Chris or Guter. I don't know why. I w don't he's Gooter, sorry. And it was so much fun because so like we're at this stage in our lives. Like I'm a little bit older than you. I, I turned forty this year. Did you? I did.
1: I just turned uh, thirty five two weeks
0: ago. Yeah. And so, you know, you get to this point where you're going to concerts and you know you're in your your 20s, and when you go to the concert, you're mixing up in the pit, you're getting wild, you're getting crazy. You know that's just how you do. But when I like,
1: I, I was doing that. I was like, my jerks. I grabbed some kid. Yeah, I talked to him after the show. He's like 6'4", 280. Uh-huh he wasn't going in the pit and i grabbed him and I was like get the fuck in the pit and um <laughs> and later on in the show like i was like how old are you man and, like it was that after show and he's like i'm 24 and i'm like get in there and you know like yeah you got to <laughs> you... don't just push people
0: I, <laughs> know, I hate i hate when people stand at the sides to I'm... just push people around in the pit it's, that's that's it's what he was dumbest, doing that's what he dumbest. was doing so i was like nah no. No, let's oh, let's God. let's move this because it's, it's bullshit because it's like, you're just, you're just being a dick. Yeah. You're not like having fun and mm-hmm. doing what, like, cause when you go into a pit, like it's, it's not about the pits, not so much about the, what you're doing as, as it's like a release kind of thing. That's how I look at it. Yes. And it's this like culture and you're not trying to really necessarily hurt people. Per mm-hmm. se, mm-hmm. but when you're standing around at the circle and pushing, you're kind of. I mean, it's a kind of like out. a sissy move. Like get in there and and do something. Well, that's it.
1: Um, run, you know, because a good punk show is going to be a circle pit, and you know, go mm-hmm. with go with the flow. I I hate the the guys that stand in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm the badass. I yeah. own this pit, so I'll I'll check them uh, so, real
0: quick, oh, yeah. real quick. It's it's too fun. I've had uh. some of my best memories in mosh pits, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but but I digress because at this one, this current the concert, the face to face, the lag wagon was. I, I start looking around, and there was this point of looking around and be like, "Oh, we're not twenty anymore," <laughs> and just like the feeling of like <laughs> the feeling after after the concert, like when I woke up the next morning. I was like, "Oh man, this is weird feeling," because yeah. you just get so used to going to the show and the music kicks on, and you're just like, "Let's just go," mm-hmm. and I can't, I can't do oh. those kind of things. I mean, I had two knee surgeries, you right. know, and like I, I knew that like if I had gotten hurt, like I had hurt my knee, <laughs> like Carly would have lost it. Oh, you know, yeah. it's those kind of things, like being, you know, but. Well, I mean, and especially now, like
1: having kids, and like yeah, like myself, I hurt myself. I'm I'm out of work. Yeah, you
0: know, like mm-hmm. I'm at home, and yeah, that's not good. It's tough, man. And mm-hmm. but like, God, I love, I love concerts, and I love the culture of a concert when you're in the mosh pit and the things happening, mm-hmm. and you're just getting it all out. And oh God, I remember, I remember my. One of my favorite memories was I saw Against Me in Atlanta. Yes. And Carly surprised me with tickets. And I remember I was uh, crowd surfing. So that was pre Mary Jane? Well, pre Laura Jane. Laura that, Jane. Yeah. He was, she was Tom Gable then. Yes. This was like right. This was probably a year before the transition. Mm-hmm. But I jump up and I'm crowd surfing, and some dude jumps up right behind me and he lands on top of me and elbows Mm -hmm. me right in the eye, Mm -hmm. you know, and I come back to Carly and she's staring at me like with this horrified look on my face and I was like, what is it? And she like points and I like reach out and I kind of touch my eye and it's like a ping pong size, like swelling. <laughs> yes. And I was like, "What the heck happened?" And I like had to roll up to the like bartender and ask him for ice. And I'm like sitting there icing it down, <laughs> and it it went away. But I had a black eye for a while. I just remember being like, "That was so much fun."
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it was worth it.
0: Yeah, it was, man. And <laughs> and it's like, I don't know, it's silly and stupid, but man, it's fun. My worst, my worst mosh pit story was I went I went to Mastodon. Yes. Saw them in Atlanta Mm -hmm. and Mastodon's like their scene is not like a punk rock scene where it's like people going crazy. Most people that listen, I don't want to say that, but there are a lot of large dudes with their shirts off, not like large, like muscular dudes, like long hair and big old beards. Mm. Yeah. And so it was at this outdoor venue and I go running into the pit and I trip (laughs) I landed on this dude shirtless large fat shirtless dude and I did that whole um along came Polly do you know that movie where he like slides his face on the chest <laughs> yeah like I went and I literally my whole face I just like slid from nipple to belly button oh, and just then went right into the mud and my buddy Joe my buddy Joe watched the whole thing <laughs> And he just come. I come back, I've got like mud and some other man's sweat all over my face, just residue, and he's just like, was it worth it? Yes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it was, man. It's a funny story. But um, I do want to start, I don't know, Ryan, if you know this, but you, you all, I think, so you saved Carly and I from like, I like to say that like you saved our relationship okay? because you know, so Carly had her, she was trying to fix her alternator.
1: Uh, I was just thinking is this yeah, it was the alternator. It was the alternator story. Yes.
0: And, and I'm saying, she'll be like Roy shut up. But anyway, so like Carly, she had the alternator. She needed to get it fixed. Yes. And she didn't want a mechanic to do it. Cause she was like, we can do it. Yeah. So she, Real she bought an simple. alternator. Now I'm not mechanical. I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. But she bought the alternator. And she watched a couple of YouTube videos and she's like we can do this together. Come on. And I was begrudgingly doing it like I don't think we can do this anyway. And <laughs> we're out in her we're out in the driveway. We're trying to do this. We have we try to have the the phone up mm-hmm. to watch. And and, like, watch and, like, try to fix it. And we were right at that point where, you know, in, like, a relationship when, like, you know you're about to fight and you're about to lose it on each other because you're just so pissed off. And we were like, we can't. We're, I'm not going to do this. I can't do this. And we were – it was, like, it was bubbling. We both were bubbling like we were about to lose it. It can and be then frustrating. It's, and then all of a sudden, you just rolled up in our driveway.
1: <laughs> so, Carly had uh, – put a post on Facebook Uh uh, saying about to change the alternator uh, and the Jeep Cherokee. And, and and I'm like, and I've owned two of those, Mm -hmm. uh, the Cherokee XJ uh, they're Mm -hmm. amazing little, little trucks. And right now, actually I have an 89 Wrangler that I'm doing an LS swap into. Um, And uh, yeah, I love Jeeps. Um, So that one and, and, just working on cranes and all the other mm-hmm. stuff. That one, yeah, I've, I've done this job before. That inline six, great motor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I commented on her s- status and I was like, let me know if you need any help. It's no problem. And I think she, m- maybe she didn't tell you, but she like said something back to me. Uh-huh. Was like, why don't you stop by? You know, I think we're missing a couple tools. I'm like, yeah. okay. So, so I happened to be doing a job down the road, so I rolled on over and I do remember, you know, hopping in and be like, yeah, let's do this. And, um, there is one part of it where the alternator, they're kind of universal to many vehicles uh-huh. and, um, there's dowels in them and, and the brand new alternator, I kind of like picked it up and looked at it and the dowel was sticking out a little far and I remember like picking up like a wrench or a hammer and tapping on the dowel and you, you like stopped and looked at me and you were like, why did you just hit that brand new alternator. I said that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, well, uh, no, I man it was it was all good. Um, and I was like, well, uh, I think the dial needs to slide in a little bit. And you were like, you, you were like, you kind of gave me a look. And I was like, all right, let's try to put it in. So so I went to fit it, and the dow did need to slide. And I was uh-huh. like, cool. So I brought it back out, and then I like hit it in. You're like, oh, I get it. Now. I I don't remember saying that and (laughs) I also
0: don't that's the headspace I was in because I was like like, like, we just paid $125 for that thing so (laughs) I had no idea what I was doing you know you're dealing with that whole like you know that man part of you that like you can't do this kind of thing it's It's stressful yeah man but you 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 rolled up at the perfect time because we would have lost it on each other and it would have been a silly terrible fight Yes. and then the jeep
1: would have been dead in the driveway
0: yeah jeep would have been dead in the driveway but garbs she saved us
1: she had that thing for a long time mm-hmm. and um i mean how many
0: miles lots until, yes she took it uh she took it to georgia i know she had it in high school yeah well she had a different she had a blue one. Oh. and okay. then she got this one because the blue one she almost she went down a mountain she wasn't in the car mm-hmm But it kind of fell off because of ice and slid, so she had to get a new one in college. And so she got this one. But she took it to back and forth from Atlanta to to here, um, all through chiropractic school. Yeah. And um, it lasted a long... And I think someone... I know, like, she sold it to some dad, got it for his son. So... Could Great. still be around. Great first vehicle. My first one was a 1987. My uh-huh. mom
1: had it for like 16 years. Really gave it to me. It was two wheel drive, but I acted like it was
0: four wheel drive. You have to.
1: Um, and then it, it had 265 thousand miles. Original motor, original transmission, rear end, everything. Sold it. Uh, a teenage girl was driving it, and she she wrecked it like first week she had it and Damn. the 87 is is an awesome model cuz it's the first year with the the inline 6 which is just l- legendary mm-hmm. um, and then it had this like sweet checkered plaid uh, interior it was black with like white lines so it was amazing that's cool i've been i've been looking for one i saw one on ebay
0: it went for a lot. Um, and These they, old cars go for so much. These oh, old yeah. like uh, jeeps and mm-hmm. Broncos and the Broncos are crazy right now. Yeah. even uh, Fox body Mustangs are going for like fifteen grand. Really, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, uh, I've been I've had a Forerunner now for eight years. I'm on my new my second one, and that which for, is a it's a newer yeah it's 4Runner. a twi- I got I got a brand new one because yeah. I just was like why not oh yeah i love i love forerunners they're my they 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 become they're great
1: cars so today is my nephew's 16th birthday uh-huh. and my brother I, I helped him find a vehicle he said he wanted a, a Tacoma mm-hmm. and right now the market is crazy for trucks i found at auction a forerunner It's mm-hmm. a 1995 which is the last year of the second generation yep when it rolls down, you got t- a real tailgate, you know? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, he bid on it, got it for 2,500 bucks has 155,000 miles. On That's it. it. That's it. So that means like 5,000 miles a year. Yeah. Uh, and it's a Toyota. So <laughs> yes. So mm-hmm. the S five, uh, mm-hmm. V six 3.0. Um, yeah. So
0: mm-hmm. it's going to
1: be his first car.
0: That's uh, great. Yeah, I bought I bought a 2006 and it was great, um, it, but it was just time. It was time to change to get a new one. Um, I loved it for I mean, it, I love it because like like as it's you can switch on and off to four by you know the four by four so easy, mm-hmm. and I don't need all the bells and whistles because I just want to be able to like kick it into. Four wheel drive in the snow, or go down the outer banks and just kick it in, and like be able to go on the beach and yep. those paths. And it's some—it's one of the few SUVs that still look like an SUV. You know, like a lot of these cars now are just looking like little, little minivans. Well, every crossover,
1: you know, that yeah. people call them crossovers now. Yeah. Like you're driving mm-hmm. a station wagon. Yep, mm-hmm. a station. wagon.
0: <laughs> they you don't hear that term no, anymore. You don't you can't. You should um, say we should bring back the station wagon. One of the best station
1: wagons that's like they don't make anymore is the Cadillac CTS-V W uh-huh. which is that's like one of my dream vehicles. Really? I, I like station wagons. <laughs> uh, that one is amazing. It comes with like a
0: 6.2 supercharged like Corvette motor. Wow. What is the station wagon? Nice. Does it have the seat in the trunk that you put up? So that's no, you, you don't see that as God, much. You know. I miss, you know, i my dad had one of those. Oh, I miss. Like I knew all you're doing is breathing in the fumes from the, the exhaust. Like that's, that's, that's the, only if
1: the back windows down. Yeah, man. <laughs> but
0: those, I have good memories. Those mm-hmm. cars, good times. But yeah, I love I love my 4Runner. I want to get a uh, I want to get a Bronco. Yeah. I like the size of them versus you, the Jeep. Do you mean the new or like I'd games? love to get a new. I mean the new ones are dope. Not the sports. Those Bronco sports. Are no, that's you, you just got a Bronco 2. You got yeah. a Bronco 3. You yeah. <laughs> I want to get the newer ones that are that are the Broncos. Yes. You know with the yes. soft body top. They're they're uh, pretty
1: cool. Yeah. would out. They're okay. Uh, if they can come with a V eight, mm-hmm. then yes. that's it. We went yeah. to a, we went to an auto show. I, I rented a, um, a Wrangler not too long ago, mm-hmm. and you know I'm six foot two, and the there's the transfer case shifter. Uh-huh. It's hitting my leg. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, Bronco, you have plenty of space. Yeah, they make one with a standard transmission, uh-huh. seven speed manual. It's pretty cool. There's not many manuals out there not they
0: don't make no and finding people to that that can drive manual that's tough. I can drive a manual. Mm-hmm. I loved it my uh, our friends of ours have he bought a renegade uh manual mm-hmm. and I got to drive that and uh that on the mountains. that the, was fun. is the jeep truck? Yeah, the truck, the Renegade. I think that's what they call it, right? I think it's the Gladiator. Gladiator. I thought it was a. Re- What's the Renegade then? Well, there is a Renegade model. That's Jeeps. It. Yep. Um, I'm thinking the Gladiator. So, I'm sorry. Yeah. All the car people that ever, the six of them maybe that listen to this are going to be so pissed off yep. at me. Don't don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's. I wish they made more manuals. They're more fun. Yes. They're it's you have more control of the car. Yes, but the the new automatic transmissions are getting great. You yeah,
1: know, I have a F 150 mm-hmm. that has the f- 5.0 Coyote and a 10 speed uh, automatic transmission. Which wow. Is amazing. That's and cool. you get 20 miles a gallon. Mm-hmm. The thing is a rocket, you know? Um, it, the technology now, the newer stuff is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Um, I guess it's just like, I like knowing that I can drive a manual because it makes me feel like there's very few situations that like i wouldn't be able to show up for like you roll up to an old house like let's say you're in an emergency and there's one car it's a manual i'm pretty sure i could do it Mm -hmm. i mean i i mean the car it was man how long has it been since i've driven i mean it's only been like six years but like when i got into the gladiator not renegade yes (laughs) but it took like i stalled out for the first the first time but then within like a second i've got it back and mm-hmm. then by the end i'm like dropping it down when i go into a turn so i can get go faster <laughs> yes. you know that kind of stuff and it was like this it just made me feel i don't know like it's like it's a lost it's a lost art that you never know mm-hmm. when you're going to need to be able to drive a manual well,
1: I've held my CDL for 15 years mm-hmm. now. Um, you know, I drive a 13 speed, 18 wheeler all the time. Uh, so I can switch back and forth, but that's just so nice to have an automatic too.
0: I mean, yeah, you getting that?
1: You getting that traffic, and you're like, okay. And now they actually started making a um, automated manual, uh-huh. with, where it's you still have to hit the stick to shift. But electronically, it applies the clutch and it like revs the engine and syncs it to shift to the wow. nice thing and and cranes and eighteen wheelers they're they're putting that into it, it and very first they did it with like Ferraris uh-huh. that way you're not losing horsepower through the torque converter. Yep. And, Yes.
0: Yeah, you know exactly. Right? I don't know what a torque converter is, <laughs> yes. but I can understand the fact of like what you're saying. Like yes. No, sinking it's, it's... the speed because you, you let off, you put on the clutch, you're losing a little bit in that second. Oh, yeah. well, right? yes, yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I understand to the point. I just don't know the fancy words. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I had a clutch. I had the manual. I had a manual Ultima up in Atlanta, which has you know, some of the worst traffic in America and I had a manual and also the AC busted on it. So I'd be in traffic in Georgia in Mm -hmm. the humidity, like sweating my balls off and frustrated because I'm in a manual in traffic for an hour. That's
1: that's tough. Yeah. (laughs) I I had not
0: owned a vehicle with the air conditioning until like four or five years ago. Really? Oh yeah. They break. So I'm like, ah, but, see, that's a thing that yeah. like I'll well, you fix that. That's, I that's almost want to have a car that doesn't have it for my son when he has his first car, so he knows what it's like. they can appreciate it, yeah, like appreciation, yes, there's so many things that he just he just is not gonna have to deal with you know well, what i mean? well, he's not gonna have to deal with crank windows, no, he won't ever. He's not gonna know that pressure. He's not gonna know like a cassette. Like what's a cassette tape and like that stereo breaking. Like yes. those kind of things or like f- remembering directions. Like my forerunner has the map right there. Uh, oh, when you know,
1: I when I first started driving eighteen wheelers, uh-huh. there was no. I didn't have GPS. And my dad, he'd be mm-hmm. like, "All right, go down the road. You're yep. gonna see a tree, and then the railroad tracks, and there's gonna be a rock. And You're gonna take a right." Yep. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? And then he's like, oh, you can't figure it out? Here's here's the atlas. Yep. Go. Gave you the, oh, the fucking atlas. <laughs> yes. God damn.
0: It was like, it was, I remember, so like, <laughs> my grandpa, <laughs> he had the atlas. Mm-hmm. And one Christmas, he gave my dad a brand new atlas. And I remember my dad freaking out because this is great. And I just remember like, waiting and i think when i was i think it was 19 or 20 when i got my atlas mm-hmm. as a christmas present because you had to have one oh, you know yeah. Oh, yeah. and i remember like trying to bust it out and look and my dad would be like okay so we're about here so we need to go here okay we'll stop and it would blew my mind that he they knew how to like read that so well <laughs> yes. i mean that's a lost thing it really jeez oh, um, yep anyway yeah cars and atlases but uh but yeah but garbs so good to have you here like in my dad talks even though we've been talking about cars and punk rock and stuff you know one of my things is drinking what are we drinking tonight russell's russell's reserve kentucky straight bourbon that's what i'm
1: drinking right now that's what i swapped to
0: yeah, well we you wanted some you wanted some bourbon. Yes. So you're a bourbon guy? Yes,
1: I like some bourbon. I like a like smoky um Yeah, this is
0: age, 10 years. This this one's smooth. Is it good? Yeah. You got empty glass? Yeah, here, give me some. Yeah. I've been drinking so I'm I'm new to the bourbon the bourbon uh game. It's only been the last 3 or 4 years that I've been drinking bourbon. Just never really uh I never really enjoyed it. My wife Carly Loves it, she loves Basil Hayden and Blanton's. Um, and my stepfather in law is a big uh, he's a big bourbon guy too. So, uh, but yeah, we were drinking red breast first. That's the Irish whiskey. That red breast, yeah. oh my gosh, that stuff good. is good. It's a 12 year I was talking about how it tastes like a little bit of butterscotch. Yeah, the Irish whiskey is the best. It's good, it's not just Jameson, not just for shots. Yeah, that's
1: that's that's what I do. Yeah. I'm like Irish whiskey. Okay. Yeah, JMO, two shots.
0: <laughs> that is good. But yeah, this Russell's, I picked it because it's a it's a cheaper bourbon. Okay, like you're not going to be spending sixty bucks. It's like thirty five. Okay, but for the price and the taste, it's just like not bad. And isn't that wild? Like something that's aged ten mm-hmm. years. Yeah, I still get it for that price. I love it's the fact good. that there's things that like you make and you're not going to try it for 10 years. That's cool. I mean, it takes time to Mm -hmm. make this, make, make something good. Now we'll tell you, you don't my least favorite I've ever had. Pappy Van Winkle. What? Yeah. Isn't that, that's supposed to be like really good. That's the one that everybody loves. Yes. Our uh, mutual friend, Aaron won one. Okay. And uh, some, some lottery, so mm-hmm. she brought it. We were drinking it. And I will say to, to, to mention, like, I am new to this. But I've had, like, numerous bourbons and been able to, like, finish it and like smooth and drink. I mean, this was like trying to get gasoline down my throat. Yes. Yeah, some of them, you drink it and you're like, Am, is this a baseball mitt? Like going on? so yeah, it was terrible, <laughs> terrible. Yeah, I, I don't care what people think of me, but I hate the Pappy Van Winkle. Okay. And it's like super expensive. Yes. Oh, they, they did a Netflix thing. It was, what was it? Bourbon gate or mm-hmm. something, or someone was stealing it and selling it for yeah. a crazy amount. And, because people will get it, and, yeah, it's like uh, she was getting offers for, like, three grand for the bottle. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. But <laughs> she's good. Gonna... So, so I have yeah. to tell the story. Because, yeah, there we go. <laughs> because she had it, and she put it in her car. And I don't know if the top was on correctly, mm-hmm. but she took a turn, and she said she watched the bottle fall and she lost about a quarter of it in her car. Like the, so the, the bottle the, the top came off when so she when cork, it fell. Like the like cork fell? Like a quarter of the, the liquor. She lost it. Like it poured out into the car. It, it, like you know,
1: you're like, man. I guess seven hundred bucks. Yeah, seven hundred dollars right there. Oh she needs to pick up that floor mat. And... <laughs> <laughs> hey, you ever you ever order a, a bar mat shot? No, I've never ordered a.
0: Bar... Oh, is that where they take the um? What is it? That little uh, black like plastic thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, god. you get the
1: bar mat mm-hmm. and they they pour it in a cup and then you just hand it to a random person?
0: Oh god, that sounds
1: gross. Oh god, that's <laughs> <Yes>. terrible.
0: <laughs> it's a good Man. one. It's a good one. We used to do that in the box. The box. Mm-hmm. I've been there one time. Oh, man.
1: Missing out. Uh, okay. Well, now, now it's a police station. It is? Yes. So, it closed. When did the box close? Uh, last year.
0: Really? So, it, Shermer closed the box. Y- yes. I mean, look, Shermer has a lot of businesses. Yeah, he... I mean, I worked for uh, Zeke's, the yes. place that he started. Actually, I remember seeing yeah. you in there. I helped open that place. Was yeah. there for two and a half years? Yes. Yeah, man, the box closed.
1: Yes, it's done wow. for. And it's wild. Like I guess the lease came up, and mm-hmm. then like the Virginia Beach Police Department grabbed a hold of it. Mm-hmm. They like they have little pop up precincts around. There's one next to a Seven Eleven. Uh, I want to say on Twenty Fourth Street, mm-hmm. and it's just like tinted windows, all black. You can't see anything, and like no sign, nothing. Well, this one they like full on put a sign up front, like Virginia Beach police department <laughs> they, I mean, like
0: i mean it's the box was a part of the block so they probably need to know i mean well for, they're, they're trying to break up the block oh
1: that's smart y- yes yes i mean there's yeah
0: um, i mean i've heard the stories i mean i'm new to virginia stuff. beach you've been here born and oh, raised you're born and raised in virginia beach born and raised.
1: Yeah. um i got arrested one time down there and that was it you got arrested uh, at the box or the block? At the block. The block. Yeah. Uh, I, what happened is, uh, I tried to give this girl uh, my coat. She was not wearing any clothes, and it was very cold out. And I was like, "Here, take my jacket." And her boyfriend came up and like pulled the jacket off of her and like slammed it on the ground. And I was like, "Oh, oh, hell nah!" So I pushed him, and then and then like he he fell on the ground. And then he gets up to like. Yeah. do something about it, by that time there was four police officers around us and like, and they grabbed me and I was like, am I under arrest? And like <laughs> They were like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to stay quiet. Um, I went, I went, <laughs> that's smart. Yeah. Nerds. So I went to the drunk tank and um, that's the only ever time that I've ever been to jail or
0: whatever. Drunk tank for whatever, four or six hours. That's it. Oh, the block. Oh, yeah. I'm glad I missed that part of this area. Yeah. Uh, you know, Carly told me stories and people, t- you know, and and I work at Zeke's and, you know, Shermer, and then, like, I meet all these people that know in this area. and mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It sounds like it was a pretty wild place. Oh, it was wild. It was
1: wild. I lived, like, a block away from Zeke's um, uh-huh. through my 20s, and I rode my bike everywhere. Yeah. And that was definitely a saving grace of don't drink and drive I have no DUIs oh yeah Um. Mm-hmm. I've
0: yeah. done one roadside sobriety test and it scared the shit out of me yeah because yeah. I had a broken tail light. really oh it was it was such a funny story because I could have read, we were at the pub
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I had this great date with Carly I'd planned this whole thing it was amazing and then we were like let's just go to the pub right that's what everybody says at the end of the night right and then, you know, four beers and shots later, because that's the pub. And I remember I was with Kyle. Kyle was like, could have given me a ride home. But, Carl, you know, we, we did it. And I, I went the back way through Lynn Haven Colony. And I'm coming down, and my taillight where my headlight was out and right then. Oh, your headlight. Yeah, the cop was waiting, Popeye. so he waited over at the Lesnar Bridge. Mm-hmm. And, um, he you know, he asked me a couple questions or something. I said dinner, and he's like, get out of the car. It's like, ah, but luckily I wasn't, I was able to do everything. And then he saw where I lived and I was like two streets away and he was a nice guy. So I didn't get anything. But I remember oh, that's, I don't ever want to do that again. No. So, and so, and it, there wasn't Uber before. yeah i could have ubered because i ubered oh i could have done that too okay okay i was dumb because it was back in my
1: early 20s like there was uber wasn't around yeah there was taxis
0: but it was expensive yes it wasn't as easy as uber is it it really uber is easy (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, so my fault never do that again yep anyway which leads us into singing the duis let's talk about being a dad (laughs) so. Yes. <laughs> don't do this kids <laughs> Cigarbs, you're a dad how many kids do you have three you have three three i have had three kids in the past four years and i put that i i put on the intro that you had two nah you have three baby girl lena she's the oh, youngest Oh man i'm a jerk it's probably because I only see your your two. Two your boys, two boys. Are, are friends
1: then. Yeah, at the school. Baby Lena, she'll, yeah. be, she'll be at Friends next year. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's... How old are your kids? So we have Clark. He's uh, four. Pete, he's about... Well, actually, so Clark is four and a half now. Wow. Pete is going to turn three on February 12th. Mm-hmm.
0: And then Lena is 18 months. Wow. So, you got a lot of energy in your house right now. Lots. Yeah. (laughs) Lots. Um,
1: Yeah, each one is uh, spread out 17 months. Uh So, my wife uh, got pregnant um, when Clark Clark was six months old, Uh when Peter was six months old.
0: And then here we are. Was that, she did that on purpose? Like, she just timed it? She, she might have, you know, but I, <laughs> I, I, I'm still trying to figure out how it works, you know? <laughs> they they know and so much more than we do yes. about this.
1: Well, you know, it was it was Clark, like, he was getting about six months, and she was like, I want another, I want another. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, no, nah, let's space them out, let's space them out. Well, Pete came along, and, you know, it's, it's great. And then, like, all right, so we're doing this, we're doing this, and then it's like, oh all right let's do it again wow. um, yeah. <laughs> so I got the vasectomy oh, okay. <laughs> yes <You did> <laughs> so good. we're done yeah. um I'm very happy with everything did you um, want to have three kids yeah three's a good number three is a good number and, and like all right so like planning and want the wanting and everything like I just this is just how life has turned out really but I am very happy with it um and two boys and a girl is good yeah i was like i was like all right i got my two boys i'm good with this and then like baby girl came around and Uh that one's good um yeah like that's that's a different type of love did so it changed you a little bit having the girl yes yeah Yeah. because the boys like i'm like i'm like all right you know it's it's time to rough house you know (laughs) like let's let's you know having wrestling matches and whatnot and then like baby girl it's it's a different type of love it's
0: uh it is good do you think it like softened you a little bit yes yeah definitely that's um, good did you have a big family growing up so
1: it's it's me and my two older brothers okay um brenton who's a crane operator as well and then um nick uh and we are half brothers same okay. dad different mom uh brenton is Three years older than me, and Nick is eight years older than me. Okay. Um, Nick and I are business partners 50 um, 50, Garberino Construction, Foundation Pile Driving, and uh, Crane Rental. Um, and then, other than that, my dad's side, no cousins. Okay. Mom's side, uh, seven cousins. Wow. Okay. Um, so that one's good
0: yeah yeah i i just say that because like i don't know i didn't even you know i come from you know i have two two younger brothers but you know i went through like i, I don't know never really wanted a big family i like having one it's
1: okay. cool it's okay. good it, that's yeah it's good you got the whole
0: it, it is something
1: now that like a lot more people are having one, or mm-hmm. they say that millennials have done away with a middle child like I was, and they have two and that's done. They're afraid
0: to have the middle child
1: No, nah, I don't think that they just have two,
0: and that's it yeah um yep, I don't know man it's it's have three that's I just think about that and I just oh my gosh, Oh, it's my, a madhouse. My friend has three girls, yeah all under the age of four. So that's something. Man. Um, something that
1: I don't know if you and Carly know, but we actually just had an au pair
0: move in. You have an au pair? We have an au pair. Wow. Is yeah. she the one that I see picking up the kids? Now she's been. Glasses, here. curly yep. hair. That's your au Wow. That's Angie.
1: Angie. Um, wow. She's been with us for
0: going on three weeks now. You have to explain what an au pair because, yes. I mean she lives so this an au pair lives with you? Yes. Wow. Yeah.
1: This is a French term I had to learn. Only French yeah. word I knew before was a uh, buffet. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so why? When? Why did you decide to have it? When'd you get it? When'd you get her? All right. So flat out, Abby and I both have our professional careers. Yeah. Okay. You know,
1: she like has a master's degree in marketing. Mm-hmm. Um. She is a brand strategist at a advertising agency in Chicago. She mm-hmm. works completely remote, and uh, she kills it. Mm -hmm. which is boss. Mm -hmm. Um, myself, I'm building a business over here. You know, we're both just slammed. We have the three kids and to make this work or else one of us needs to stop our professional career. We hired an au pair. Mm -hmm. Um, an au pair is a live in nanny. Uh, we did this through an agency. um, and yeah, she's from Mexico. Her name mm-hmm. is An- Angie. Uh, the agency set up her visa. She's with us for one year. She lives with us. We give her a weekly rate. She, she works 45 hours a week.
0: Other than that, she just goes live her life. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, But she has like a room in your house. Yes. Do you like give her a car or something?
1: So right now she can she can take the van whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am trying to f- figure that out. Like I'm 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 building this jeep and uh, like she can take the jeep. So we have like three vehicles right mm-hmm. now. And then I've been thinking about getting a car, but right now we just share. Um, and it's been working out well. Wow. Uh, she has met other au pairs, and. And we also pay for like classes. It's five hundred dollars a year in classes for them. Um, and she's meeting people through that. She's in a Facebook a pair group. So we're in Bay Island and there's another pair right there in the neighborhood and she's been hanging out with her and it's
0: it's so far so good. So what kind of classes are she is she taking?
1: Um it's it's up to her like what she wants to continue her her education, but we did find something that is going to help her better speak English. Oh, okay. Um, she grew up in a home. She's from uh, I forget it right now, um, but it's it's real close to Corpus Christi, okay. just just across the border, um, and. Anyway, um, so she's taking classes to better her English, so then she can further her career where she lives currently. Okay. Because she grew up with parents that only speak
0: Spanish. Okay. So it's just a one-year contract. Mm-hmm. Now, if she like, if you guys like her and she likes this, can you extend the contract? We can. We can. And then it's if we have a problem, there's a counselor
1: in uh-huh. the area and. We'll try to work it out, um, but if it's like, hey, this is this is just not working, then we'll try to uh, placement elsewhere and mm-hmm. go from there. She's from
0: Monterrey, okay, Mexico. Yeah. And do the kids like her?
1: Yes, that's cool. Yes, and she speaks Spanish to the kids. That's awesome because I like, and I think it's great because I want them to be bilingual, and mm-hmm. it, is, it is great. Uh, and it's pretty cool like she's speaking What's, to my eight, 18 month old uh lena you know uh-huh. just just straight spanish and I, I watched lena respond to her and nod her head or shake her head and i'm like this oh, is wild that's cool yes. is it
0: like weird to see i, I don't know cuz i like like just she's just around just hanging out with your kids and... i mean we
1: have a roommate okay you know what i mean yeah. like
0: like and I
1: have to be respectful to mm-hmm. that. You know, I had my buddy Mike over and he had a good buzz and he's over yelling and I'm like, let's go to the back porch or we'll hang out in the garage. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Um, because, uh, we have four bedrooms upstairs and then there was an office that was downstairs. It's a good size room. And we converted that to her bedroom. Um, so she's downstairs and it does separate it nicely. Um, yeah so she's she's there and uh a little bit of adjusting, but mm-hmm. so far so good because it has helped with life that's um, cool, yeah, because child care is crazy um, yeah it is this uh, the two boys going to friend school mm-hmm. um, and then Lena was at a nanny just this au pair alone is paying like
0: just for the the nanny yeah child is no joke. we yeah. had we had a, a lady watching him for about a year school like a school year and yes. uh, then that fell apart over the summer, which sucks. Summer is crazy. yeah crazy and um, so the
1: boys won't be in school in summer.
0: yeah and the au pair will help us with that. That's awesome. Yeah, so we lost, and then we had to like piece together things because you know he was going to start at Friends in January or you know this month, but we had to figure it out, and it's just, it's just wild. And you know you're finding people, and you know we've had a couple of, we had a couple of girls come to you know watch, and then that fell apart because they, (laughs) you know, one girl liked to party too much, and uh, oh, Abby, Abby has
1: probably four four different people that who would come and go and, and watch the kids and mm-hmm. help out and you know a mom mommy helper and things like that and now it's just simple
0: yeah it's like
1: this is the business agreement um, this is what it is and man yeah
0: it's, it sounds like a great idea
1: <laughs> it's not bad and, and I feel good that it, it is helping our au pair mm-hmm. her name's Angie to better her life as well, mm-hmm. and she's getting a great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've heard different kind of horror stories about.
0: Well, there's a late, there's a um, a family that lives a couple streets behind us, and they had one. She was French. Yes. Uh huh. She had a friend. They were it's French. A, so so it, you
1: know, after Angie goes, then maybe we could get a French one because, like, for them to learn a little bit of french would be mm-hmm. great. Yeah. It would um,
0: be. That's got to be that's got to be like a weight off you guys to like be professional but also and you, know, you have someone taking care of the kids. Mhm. Well, and, and what we tell the kids? Angie's a part of the family now. Yeah. You treat
1: her with respect. That's good. Yeah. That's um, good cuz Clark was le- yelling at her. Uh, oh. Clark is the oldest. Then we have Peter. Uh-huh. Second. And then
0: Lena. I wonder how Peter does with my kid being in the cot, you know, because they're in the same class. I wonder if he said anything. Peter is the sweetest kid ever. Yeah. He'll get along with whoever. Yeah. So I can't. I can't wait. I've been waiting for him to come back and like. I met this kid, and I met this friend, and I mm-hmm. met this friend. So uh, apparently, Peter and another kid named Bo mm-hmm. are are like best buds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'm really glad that he is like he's where he's at now because you know I teach there, oh yeah, and I get to like I'm like two buildings away. There's a there's an element of ease that comes that probably like like with you and the au pair, there's an ease that you feel mm-hmm. knowing that just I mean, I'm like close if I need to. I know the people that work there, stuff like that. It's been great. Well, uh, uh, you're talking about ease. Like a big part of this is that none
1: of the grandparents or anything are like they're, they're there, you know, they love the grandkids and Mm -hmm. they're a part of it, but they're not like watching the kids daily Mm -hmm. or anything like that. We, We don't have help like that. Yeah. Um, so we felt that this was necessary. Yeah. Um, actually the person that came out of left field to be the most part of our children's lives is my father.
0: Really? Yes. Was that is was that like surprising? Very much
1: because Papa was all about work mm-hmm. and working, but now he retired, and he's coming around. He's he built Clark a, a bed. Mm-hmm. It looks like a, a little truck, and uh, you know he's he did that. Uh, actually, back in 1978, he built a crib. For my oldest brother, Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was reclaimed wood from a Catholic confessional. Um, Yes. Uh, so reclaimed wood. He built this crib. I mean, it's a legit nice crib. Nick slept in it. Brenton slept in it. I slept in it. Mm-hmm. Then Nick's two sons slept in it, Alex and Vance. Then Clark slept in it. Peter slept in it. And now Lena is in it right now. What As a cool, we cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's going strong. Um, wow. Yeah.
0: I bet your dad loves it. Loves the he... fact that, like, this thing that he built with his hands yes. has been used by, I mean, like, I get just the thought of that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And we will,
1: I mean, so they say with like antique wood and furniture, things like that, you don't actually like polish it, you wax it. Uh-huh. So I've waxed it and try to keep it nice. And then when when Lena's done with it and gets to a normal bed, which my father has already looked at building her a little like princess bed, uh-huh. because Abby sends him plans and uh-huh. you know, he's going to build it. And uh, I'll wax it, I'll put a thick coat wax on there. I won't polish it off Uh and then put it in storage for their kids
0: to use someday. Wow. You know, I've only had like a couple things like that in my life. Mm -hmm. I wish we had more. You know, I mean, this chair that I'm sitting in was Carly's grandparents. That's pretty cool. That she like, you know, she kept. Mm -hmm. So it's fun. It's fun to have things like that. A lot of pieces in our house are from family. Wow, mm-hmm. that's cool. Such a that's such a cool thing, and the history and the, the, oh man, and it just
1: being a little bit weathered, uh-huh. it like makes it feel that much more warm. Yeah, you know, I don't want some value city, like furniture. I don't want this new all white stuff. Like I want this like wood grain that's mm-hmm. a little bit you know scratched up in um, the house. That's such know.
0: a... Yeah. It feels... Like, that kind of stuff feels... I like that you said warm. Because yes. when you go into a place like that, it's warm. Mm-hmm. Like, someone's old... Like, you go to an old office with, like, a, a desk and the mahogany chairs. Mm-hmm. that You feel the warmth from it. Yep. Wow. What a cool... Like, man. And, you know, I'm, I'm here... I'm about to say, like, you know, they don't make things like that anymore. You well, know. Oh, oh, no. I have...
1: My bedroom set is mm-hmm. all mahogany. It was my grandparents' first bedroom set. Um, cedar, cedar drawers, mahogany outside. I have my gran- grandparents' hope chest. I have a um, all wool handwoven rug that we put in the room, and it was something that my grandfather like. They were moved to a home, and he looked at me and he was like, "Did you get those rugs?" And I was mm-hmm. like, "Yes, sir." He said, "Take care of those rugs." I, said, I didn't go to Kmart and buy those. Yes, sir. Done. Yeah. We've taken them to the rug place off the Boulevard to uh-huh. have cleaned, and they clean them. And each time, they look at us and say, "How much? How much for this rug?" <laughs> they, you know, want it. they want. They want. It. Yeah, it's like yeah. I will buy this rug, and I'm like, "No, it's not for sale." <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I have. I have a couple things from my grandfather. I have uh, his accordion. Oh. Um. Now ukule- I, see, I see this
1: the, the what acoustic, the mandolin, the ukulele. Yeah, I have the guitar,
0: here. the mandolin, the ukulele. Yes. Yeah. Um,
1: do you play the accordion? I do, I I uh, so I can I could see you and Steve Urkel hanging out <laughs> just <laughs> getting
0: after it. Um, so there's two so I have my grandfather's accordion. I also have this lamp that they had that was made out of an Turn of the century uh, fire extinguisher, sweet like 1912 fire extinguisher. Yes. so I have those two things because when we would go to the house, I mean, it still had the hose. Like the, the lamp still has the hose. Like the you know the whole thing. So so tell Jasper don't touch that hose. Yeah, it was just it was like it's a little flaky. It was my favorite <laughs> like my favorite thing in my grandfather's den. Yes, but then the accordion. Um was this thing that my grandpa had and he learned how to play. And I've I only see I've only seen him I only saw him play the accordion twice. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was the coolest fucking thing in the world that he could play these songs. And then it also I saw a side of him in that. And I remember being very aware of like that. And when I think of my grandfather, I only think of the accordion. Okay. I mean, I even have like you'll see right here, like I have an oh. accordion tattoo. I have never noticed that. Yeah, and he and my grandfather's name was Roy, so I'm named after him. That's that is great. And so he was big Roy, and I was little Roy. Yes. But when 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 my grandfather passed, I was like, Dad, I want his accordion. Mm-hmm. I I just I just want to have it. Like, and I've tried to play it and. I didn't play it for like a, a while because when I would touch it, I get real emotional. I mean, it's okay. a beautiful, beautiful thing. I mean, it was I'm made in sure Italy. It takes maintenance, and yeah. Things like that and so I've played it, and it's just fun. And I mean, we're a very musical family. Okay. So I mean, my where, dad. My where dad, is
1: this accordion now?
0: It's 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 in uh it's in our back room. Do you have it like in a case? Yeah, I have it in a case. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But it's just it's it just nice you know if, if you had it on display or what you know no, i'm not gonna put that thing on display i, I yeah. wanted to keep it safe and nice and neat. well you you're keeping the case i'm sure yeah I'll preserve sure. it better mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's just it was something that like i don't know like i remember i don't know you just it's i sat next to him playing it and i was like it's just fucking cool I don't know why. I mean, the accordion can be a very silly instrument, but it also is a very like timeless and oh yes, cool instrument. And I remember like watching him play and then watching my grandma look at him and it was like this like she was so like, "Oh, there's my man playing the accordion." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I was like, just I don't know, it was like this, this moment that was captured and it's like that's that's how I remember him. So, but my dad was very musical too. He played mm-hmm. 14 instruments. Wow. He had his master's in music education, uh, did drama, chorus, operas, all those things. Wow. So
1: that's one thing that I wish I would have done is uh, played an instrument. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I bought a bass last year, mm-hmm. bass guitar, and uh, toying around with it. I got it in the garage. Um,
0: yeah, I need to make time for it. Yeah, it was, they're fun. I mean, I grew up playing the saxophone. That was my thing. Okay. I uh, my parents wouldn't let me play the drums, so I had to play the saxophone, which was fine. It was cool. But then I got into these things and the mandolins mainly. Um, I learned it because my dad liked it. My dad was a big bluegrass fan, mm-hmm. and so I get to, so when I play it, I think of him. Like he's. I a, mean, that's a pretty cool instrument. Yeah, she my Carly gave it to me uh, this year because our. Uh, fifth wedding anniversary it is wood so Mm. she got me that because I had an I had a mandolin in Atlanta and when we were moving I was like I don't know if I'm gonna play it anymore and my friend was like I mean I'll buy it from you and my dad wanted to learn it so I was like all right cool so I sold it to him for whatever and when he I remember when the door shut and he walked out I was like, I shouldn't have sold that, mm-hmm. and I've talked about it for years. So there are certain things. Yeah. So yes. she got me the new one. Yep. But yeah, but tell me about your dad. I want to hear. I know we've got questions to ask or whatever, but oh, yeah. you, you mentioned. Tell me about your dad. Uh, yes,
1: father. Um, I'm I'm named after him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's he is Mark Robert Garbarino. Mm-hmm. I am Mark Ryan Garbarino. and man we have the same initials, but I'm not a junior. And I give him a hard time. I'm like, why didn't you just make me a junior? It would have made things easier. And he's like, you ask your mother about that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah, I'm MRG. I've used that to the, uh, advantage a few times. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, awesome dude, hard worker. Um, you know, did the startup thing. Um, and he's like, I've never made too much money with all of this, but I always just wanted to work for myself. Um, my my parents split when I was three. Um, so it was an every other weekend thing. Um, my mom was on the North End. Dad was in Crotan. Um, later in life, you know, we, we I, I spent a good amount of time with him, though. And, you know, he took me to Disney World. Twice, mm-hmm. which is cool, except for the eighteen-hour drive down there. It's oh, yeah, wild. It's <laughs> brutal. Yeah. Um, and then um, later in life, you know, I got out of high school, and he was like, "You're going to truck driving school. You're coming to work for me." And I went to truck driving school, got my CDL. Um, then I went into the apprenticeship for the operating engineers, local one forty-seven, um, to be a crane operator. And he owned, I want to say about two, maybe three cranes at the time. And then I was his first truck driver ever. And it went from every, every other weekend to every single day I saw my dad. Wow. To, you know, I was 18. and And I had worked with him plenty, like through spring break and summertime and stuff like that. I like to say that I'm... I just turned 35 and I have 20 years of experience <laughs> <Yeah. Wow. laughs> um, yeah. in the crane industry and I've seen some wild stuff um, and working with him was great uh, every day. He he is the type of man that he was he's was not a fierce businessman but the work ethic. Yeah. The work ethic he's he's said he has told me I, I I don't know if I've taught you much, but I've taught you how to work hard. And I've definitely taken that and ran with it. So I was 18, 19, I got my CDL. I went through the apprenticeship, graduated. I was 22, worked with him um, all that time. Two brothers worked with him as well. And then uh, about 30 you know, he kinda just kicked back and mm-hmm. let us take the reins and every single day working together and it got to the point where he was like working for me almost. And uh wow. Yes. And that was different. It's a transition and you know, he would give me a hard time and call me uh little Hitler and <laughs> why'd he call you little Hitler? Because I just Uh, This is how we're going to do it. We're going to do it this way. (laughs) I want any questions. Uh uh, It was one day, actually. It was, I want to say, about a year ago. And he just retired in October, but it was about summertime just before this. And my brother and I, we purchased the business from him. So we're making him payments. He said he was going to retire when he turned 70. So he getting ready for that and october 2nd is his birthday it was summertime and um he's like moving something with this old crane we have in the yard and it's like you can you can either travel or else you can swing so you uh-huh. put it into travel mode but the swing break's broken so like you can be walking and it's going to swing around i had these brand new ac units sitting in the yard um because we're getting ready to go set them, doing some rental stuff and I was like, "Hey, stop! Just boom down, and like, just set it over there. Just, just stop. Just don't worry about it." He's like, "No, no, no! I'll walk up." I said, "Okay," but if you walk up and it swings over and hits that brand new ace unit, you're fired. And he was like,
2: "What?" <laughs>
1: and you I told I walked, your dad you're gonna fire him. <laughs> yes. Them. And I walked away, and he was like next thing i know he's booming it down <laughs> like, and like and i gave him a hard time for the rest of the week i was like i'll fire you <laughs> like, and that was wild. uh yeah so it's a trip um and then going from seeing him every day so now that he's retired and and the family has moved to a new home. Um, it's things to work on and stuff. And he's been over there. My wife has a running list for him, so he's over there, seeing the grandkids mostly Lena because she's home, um, and he really enjoys that. He really enjoys the grandkids. Um, it's it's a transition because like man,
0: I see him every day. It's now so I call him up and I'm like, what's going on? So you you like built this relationship. Seeing him every day, oh yeah, and last fifteen years, wow. Straight. But it, but what's so interesting is it wasn't like you were hanging out. I mean, you were working, mm-hmm. but you built this this relationship with him, and now it's just he's retired, and you're like, it's interesting how, you know, I did the same thing, yes. with my dad. Oh, yeah. you start missing him. You want to talk to him, stuff like that. We
1: have the same sarcastic uh-huh. sense of humor yeah. and uh we just you know poke at each other and yeah i do i do miss i do miss working with him um mm-hmm. he's yeah so i don't know if i've already said this but he was the type of man that just led by working hard mm-hmm. and people would just follow
0: so he would was, be like the first he would be the one that was there doing the work oh he'd hop out just yep. get to work yep and then
1: and then like you need to follow him, and you need you need to take wrenches out of his hands, or else he's going to do it himself. And if he really? has to do it himself, he'll turn to you and say, "I don't need you anymore." Wow, because
0: I'll do it. Wow, which is pretty intense. That is intense. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, um, so was it interest? Like, so you bought it from your father? Yes, and because he used to tell me, he would say. When
1: I die, I'll just give it to you, and I said, "Dad, I want to have it. I don't like want to wait until you die. Like I want to have it and make something of it, and continue on, and like I'll buy it from you." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "I never thought of that." I said, "Well, think up what you want. Name a price." Mm-hmm. So he thought about it and came back to
0: to us. Wow, mm-hmm. what was it like to buy? The business that your dad started from him—I mean, it's definitely
1: a good thing because if uh-huh. not, because I mean, we like we are the key key players. Yeah. Uh-huh. Period. Like, if, if if it wasn't for Nick and I, then there wouldn't be a business. Uh-huh. Um, and then he would have just auctioned everything off. So instead of that, we bought it and we carry the name on because uh-huh. it is Garbarino Construction. He loves having that name on it and see, people seeing it. And now we're all over town. That's cool. Wow.
0: Didn't you do a house over here?
1: I have done four houses on the street. <laughs> on the street. Literally across it. the street right yeah. over here. Was it the yellow or the blue house? I don't know what color it is. I, I drive the piles. Yeah, and I before. leave and I don't see what color the house is. Yeah. I just put them in the ground. Yeah, I, I remember mean- <laughs> seeing
0: you. That was the hardest time living here. Because that house. Because of my and, noise. No, it wasn't the <laughs> yes. noise. You know what it is? It wasn't the noise because there was there's the, there's the blue house and the yellow house were quick, and mm-hmm. there was a house a little bit down the road. Yeah, I did that one too. And it was the, the way that the people would park in our yard. It yes. Used to piss us off. Yeah.
1: So I remember. Okay, so directly across the street there was an old home, and then there's one next to it. I drove those piles. Uh-huh. That is a guy that owns like Blackwater. He was the CFO for black. I don't know if we're supposed to say that. Yeah, anyway. But yeah, he was the CFO for Blackwater. <laughs> yes. And then and then the guy next door, like I parked in his driveway to look at the job site. And then like the guy pulled up and I was like sitting in, the, in my Jeep and he's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, hey man, I was just looking at the job site. He says, don't you ever park here? And I like almost got a fight with him. Really? And I was like, this is like, no, I'm not trying to like, rob your house or anything i'm not messing with your place but like he like bucked up and then like i spoke with the guy like next door and he was like yeah like this house is where he goes when he's in trouble with his wife or something like that and i was like oh then we started doing the work and then apparently that guy had a heart attack and passed away so that one got sold and i think another house got built there yes yep uh-huh
0: that's crazy, <laughs> yeah. There were so many, there's so many cars there for a while yes. on the street. It got difficult once you get all the
1: trades in there. It's difficult. That's something mm-hmm. I love about my trade, is that we're the first people there. Mm-hmm. I always have parking. Porter pies are always clean. Mm-hmm. So, they are. That's funny. <laughs> so when you get all those trades on there.
0: <laughs> so what's it? So you know, it's interesting. Like I love to hear stories of people that i mean we'll we'll get into the kids stuff and the dad stuff but we'll i love do you need to take a break yeah you gotta go okay <laughs> we will be back in a moment guys. Yes. all right and we're back <laughs> feeling <laughs> re- refreshed <laughs> that's good yes. but what i was saying before was so your crane operator cdl license truck driver you've worked since high school You've made a great thing. You own your business now, which is incredibly awesome, right, and amazing, and something that I think is powerful, one, for your kids to see, but other people to see. Um, but I think nowadays it's kind of interesting with the whole, like, go to college is the answer, you know what I mean? Yes, But like you didn't do that and look at what you've done. Uh I, I had I had an opportunity.
1: Uh-huh. Um so the the way I put it is that I had an opportunity. I've taken full advantage of it. Mm-hmm. I've had multiple uh, plenty of chances to mess it up. Mm-hmm. I could have got DUIs. I could have drug habits or just whatever Mm -hmm. and just not done what I've done to be where I am Um, I knew that opportunity Uh, my father has laid down like the baseline to be successful Uh and I appreciate that and that is like most certainly what I want to set up for my children Just I I don't want to give it to them but Mm -hmm. I want to set it up so then they can be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw that and I've moved forward from that. I mean, even I went through that apprenticeship and now I go up to that apprenticeship and I volunteer. Really? I'm on the committee to, for the apprenticeship, there's eight people. One of them who votes people in, I graduate people, we kick people out, things like that. Wow. Um, that has been great positive to be a part of
0: yeah i think it's it's important i mean did you know that you didn't want to go to college that this is just what you wanted to do or this just was like
1: school is not for me
0: yeah school is not for you school
1: was not for yeah. me i wish i would have went through uh votech my father really? pushed for it my mother said
0: no really that's for dumb people see not. that's and and i want to talk about that yeah i i do because when i was in college or high school sorry the kids that did the VoTech track were mm-hmm. always looked as like second class. Yeah. And I hate that yeah. because, so our, you know, Kyle, yeah. you know, who so, I'm known there, he's a crane operator. Yes.
1: So, so you know. Kyle, I, I got, I got into the apprenticeship Uh huh. and I told him like, Hey, I got into this apprenticeship. And he was like, what, what is it? And I was like, yeah, I mean, this be a crane operator. And he's like, what do I have to do to get into it? And I was uh-huh. like, well, you know, you kind of need to get your CDL. And he was like, okay. He went out and got a CDL. He like borrowed money from someone, uh-huh. got a CDL. He went to work at like 7 Up, uh, like delivering sodas to 7 Elevens and things. Mm-hmm. And then he got into the apprenticeship. And and then he went to work and, you know, he did it all. Like, like I want to say that I can oh, take credit for it. Like, oh, I got him into it. No. Nah. No. Nah. He did it. Mm-hmm. And then now he's a successful. Tradesman, the top of his trade.
0: But I just I hate that. Like I hate that. That was that That's was a viewpoint when I was in school, mm-hmm. and it's still the viewpoint. It, I think it's less now. I was going to say it's it's changing. It's changing, and I'm glad yes. that it's changing yes. because I think maybe for for my son, I don't want him to feel like it has to be this way. Like. Who cares? Who cares if you go to college? Who cares if you do that? As long, you know, you just... So I have three kids. Yeah. Each one of them is completely different. Uh-huh. Comple- their
1: personality, who they are, like, like, all of it. They are completely different. Yeah. And whatever is tailored to them, what they want to do, is up to them. And yeah. if schooling, if the classroom setting, if, if, you know, little Clark is falling asleep in the classroom... But he's killing it in sports, and that's mm-hmm. like what he wants to do. Or if Pete, you know, is building trucks and doesn't want to be in the car, or like be in the classroom, then that's for them. Mm-hmm. But if they're straight A's and they're academic and they love math, then go to college from like be a mathematician. Mm-hmm. And it should be tailored and catered to what they mm-hmm. want, and we'll switch it up. Uh, like, very much like friend school for instance like there's shout
0: out to friend school sorry <laughs> there's there's
1: there's kids that uh we had an old neighbor uh I want to see his kids in maybe 6th grade or something mm-hmm. um and he went he switched back to a public school and it's just sitting in that desk you know with a mask on and uh just learn 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 like not any outdoor and all that stuff like it's not not for them so they they put them back in friends yeah, and now the little brother is going to friends too, because that's it, it's just to
0: them. Yeah, I uh, people ask me about like school because I'm a teacher, mm-hmm. and they're like, "I bet you had like you know you would probably love school or like that's why you're a teacher." And it's like, no, teach like school was prison for me. Yeah, like when I think about school, every every moment from elementary to high school felt like prison. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was in a place that, A, nothing related to me. Nothing, the teachers didn't care. Um, there's a couple of teachers, probably two, that gave a shit about me. Yeah. Um, but overall, I mean, it was the only thing that kept me in school was the, the band. Like, I went to school because... Playing that sax? Yeah, playing the saxophone. Okay. Um, being in the band gave me an identity. It gave me a friend group. It gave me a way to like um, express myself. And I had to have a three o to stay in the band. So that was the literally the the single thing that kept me there was was having that. And also we took some trips to like Florida and Myrtle Beach and stuff. And so it's like I like that part too. Mm-hmm. But if it wasn't, it, I don't think I would have stayed in school, if I didn't have had that because school sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it it sucks for it sucked for me. It can and and, and it
1: sometimes it's just yeah. the the way the teacher can to like explain uh-huh. like what we're doing. Like, yeah. So there's a math teacher at Great Neck Middle I spoke to not so long ago, mm-hmm. and his kids always say, you know, why algebra. Why, mm-hmm. you know? And he said, "Because it's it's not about just the algebra. It's it's flat out here is your rules and your parameters, and you have to make it work within this. And that is a lot in life. Yeah, like the problem solving.
0: The um the first the first project I have my students do here um at Friends School or." um is finding math in their world yeah i mean you go to geometry i, but, I but use like, geometry because, every single day yeah but because i want kids to see that the things that they're learning has like it it's relevant to their life wait so you're the math what i'm the math teacher you are the math teacher i teach math to the kindergarten to fourth grade okay the elementary school kids yes uh, they see me every day for forty five minutes. You want me to bring a crane to school? We could. We could totally do that. Geometry. That's a whole thing that we could do. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm a hundred percent in. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm telling you, but but I want like because that that was never shown to me, mm-hmm. and I want them to see that like what they're learning it has value to their lives. When my kids are learning fractions. Mm-hmm.
1: And they say, Dad, I need help with homework. I'm going to say, come to the garage. Yeah. You're going to hand me wrenches. Yeah. And I'm going to say, ah, I thought it was a three-quarter. I need one size bigger. Yep. What is it, Roy?
0: Three-quarters?
1: Yeah, three-quarter. One size bigger.
0: Uh, five-eighths? 11 sixteenths. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's the bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, with the fourth grade, I don't have to do t- yeah. Wrenches are different. Wait, Wrenches you, wait, have the, no, you have, no, no. I, I was wrong. I was wrong. Is this a five eight? That no, was thirteen sixteenths. Thirteen sixteenths. Yeah, it says it goes five eighths, 11 three quarter. I should have known that because sixteenths. when I was stretching the holes in my ears, I went from five eighths to forget, eleven sixteenths. Maybe, I don't know. God, that was so long ago. Anyway. but i want see i want i want the kids to understand that like it's not math is not like memorizing problems but it's like unlocking abilities in the real world oh yeah if you can understand like the you have to understand like with the crane so like you have the weights in the back and the angle of the crane you Mm -hmm. have you have a point to where the angle if the angle is too high or too low the crane can tip over or the load will not work. You know, you won't be able to hold the load.
1: Well, it's so what I would do if I came to your school Mm -hmm. with my crane and I said, Hey, we're going to learn some geometry today. If I wanted to keep it simple for the elementary, um, I would say, all right, I'm going to put this boom out. It's this length Mm -hmm. at this angle from, from, you know, the start, which is the center pin of the crane to where the hook is going to be. What's what's the measurement? Because mm-hmm. that is finding the was it the, the obtuse uh, like the the radius. Mm-hmm. You're, I mean, you're finding the radius and. You know, then they can have that equation and say it and then I'll boom it down to that degree
0: and test their theory. Oh, we're going to do this yes we we're are, we are gonna do this now if
1: we want to bring up the high school grade then i'm gonna swing a jib and you can put the jib at different degrees uh-huh then you scope out the boom you put a different degree yeah then you figure out the radius so there's a you're really at a like trapezoid mm-hmm. to figure out where that hook is going to be
0: and it's It's so interesting because I think there's a lot of kids that if they were to see that, they would pay attention to math, right? Yes. Because math for a lot of people, math sucks. Mm -hmm. It sucked Mm -hmm. for me. I I took one class in college five times because that's how bad I was. I used to get I used to get really bad test anxiety. Like I would be like dry heaving in a bathroom before a test. Okay. Like I hated math. I hate and here I'm. And teaching it, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so it's like it. I guess my goal, my goal is that these kids don't see it as this scary monster; they see it as something that applies to their life, and that it's it's a part of so much of their life. And then I think if they see that, then they're going to pay attention to what I'm teaching them, and they're better people because of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. And to bring it back to you, you working hard having your career, building your business is important for your kids to see and other people to see that people need to see that working hard has this, like, has a value, you know, and has, like, you know, there's rewards to that. Yeah. So, I don't know. Do you think about that a lot, like, with your kids and, like, the example that you're seeing, like, they're seeing from you? They see me come home dirty Yeah.
1: every single day. Yeah. Like I pick up the baby, uh, I I picked up baby Lena. Mm-hmm. Had some grease in my hands, and uh, it rubbed off on her skin. And like baby skin will absorb. It they will, yeah. And, yes, <laughs> and uh, we uh, and I I put I I give the kids a bath and put them to bed every night. That's kind of our roles. Um, oh,
0: that's cool. I, I put Jasper down every day. Yes, it,
1: wow. it's it's my time with them. You uh-huh. know. Um abby cooks dinner we all sit down and have dinner then i take them up and bath and bed and i read them books and mm-hmm. all of that and uh anyway i'll scrub and lena and i could not get that grease off we sent her to the um nanny the next day or yes and uh she said where did all these bruises come from <laughs> and i'm like oh sorry that's
0: grease she said said, okay all right (laughs) that's funny that's Um, hilarious yeah (laughs) where'd all the bruises come from that's interesting that you talk about roles because i've had to i've had to switch to the to the putting putting him down Mm -hmm. every night it's interesting as you know relationships and and the family like the dynamics of it. You know, I've had to do it for, you know, a few reasons. And it's become such a cool moment. Yes. You know, like to be to be there and put them down, put him down and, you know. Now, Jasper rides to school with you? No, he rides to school with my wife and I take okay. him home. Yes. Because you have to be there earlier. Yeah, I have to be there earlier mm-hmm. and I'm I'm very much I I kind of I have a sort of structure to my morning to help me to, like, be present for students. Got it. You know, it's it's interesting being a teacher because I'm literally, like... <laughs> I'm not parenting, but I'm involved in 60 kids' lives for a year. Yeah. I mean... and, and I see them, and I'm, like, reacting with them and, like, helping them and, like, growing with them and all of this, and so, like, I have to have... The ability to like do that
1: to this day i remember every single one of
0: my elementary school teachers names see i only remember i don't remember any i remember two teachers names what that's how i remember
1: every single one of them i remember who they are and what their temperament was third grade miss robinson giving hugs every day every single day i get a hug so
0: Miss Brown, third grade, is the only one I remember because that was when I first got my, I call it, stirrings because she was attractive, and I remember liking her.
1: But Second grade for me, Miss Jernigan. She was a young woman, and I remember getting in trouble, Uh and she brought me out to the hallway and was Mm. bent down to talk to me eye to eye. But I was looking elsewhere.
0: I, yeah I remember I was t- <laughs> I had this conversation this week and I was with I think it was with Carly but I was saying how like this kid died in third grade and I was crying about it mm-hmm. and she hugged me yeah. but all I remember was that I could feel breasts and that was the <laughs> first time that I was like cognizant of that yeah, yeah. and like I still think about that to this day. <laughs> yes. But like that's but I don't remember teachers for the good they did cuz they were never I never had those kind of teachers. I had uh. I had Mr. Moore in math was great and then my band teacher in high school.
1: But... I I remember uh elementary school uh chorus teacher was Miss Sexton and she was great. Really? She was amazing. She would tell stories every class and i were telling one of my friends uh this kid i think his name was blake mm-hmm. and i said man we're going to miss sexton's class she's gonna tell some good stories so she tells a good story and then like blake raises his hand and he goes miss sexton when are you gonna tell some good stories ryan said you're gonna tell stories and i was like really man she just told one <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. uh yeah. our, our teacher mr wood um mm-hmm. it's just yeah lincoln elementary yeah that's cool
0: Yeah, I wish I did, but maybe that's why I'm a teacher. (laughs) Like, I think about that because I had, you know, I don't remember any. Did you have any crazy teachers? I mean, I had, I don't, I just don't remember their names. I can remember barely faces, but that's what it was for me in school. Literally, I was waiting to leave. I could not wait to leave.
1: Uh, Seventh grade, Mr. Harrison was a history teacher. Mm you weren't t- paying attention he would throw desk like he wow. i remember I, was, I think i was falling asleep he there was a desk that was empty in front of me he picked it up and flipped it across the room wow flipped out that dude works at taylor's do it on laskin right now right uh-huh. next to uh, friends and i'm like holy
0: shit mr harrison <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> so <laughs> yeah man I, but i do think it's important i think the difference is it's important for us to have examples in our lives and like positive examples mm-hmm. you have the teachers you know for me it was always outside of the school it was always like role models from church and people like okay. people that gave a shit about me kind of thing Let's you know it I- sounds like your
1: dad was a big part of that he he most certainly was like and and he took me to church every sunday I remember being so bored, I learned how to tie my shoes in church. Uh, <laughs> Great. <laughs> he sent yeah. Well, it was a like a uh, traditional Catholic church, yeah. Star of the Sea. And then he sent me to CCD um there. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I met my friend Thomas who actually works for me now and uh in CCD and we've known each other forever and I was never confirmed into the Catholic Church but I made it all the way to there just didn't go just didn't it was the next year I was supposed to be.
0: Do you think you're going to put your kids in church like your dad did?
1: So I think it's good for them to know to know and understand religion. I would I would like to um it is not something that we have done yet we have not had our children baptized and Mm -hmm. would most certainly need to is something that my father would like to see. And um yes, yes. They need to know because either that or else you're sucked into something like the Wave Church where people are like, Oh wow, this is this is cool and like I I went to the Wave Church a few times. Mm -hmm. Um a friend brought me and she's like, "Oh yeah, this is a great church." And I'm like, "You know what? Maybe I do need some church in my life." So I went, and uh, I remember they brought out some like pie graph on how much money they have raised this year, and they sung all these cool songs and all this stuff. And and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, "Oh, this is weird." And then yeah. all of a sudden, they're like, "So if this is your first time coming to this church, please come up here and." Put your heart to Jesus. And I'm like, I'm not going up there. Yeah. And they said, second time, if this is your first time coming to this church, please yeah. come up here. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And the third and final time, if this is your first time coming to this church, please come up to the front and we will say a prayer for you doing it and i look look over and the girl's like looking at me and she's like she's like go up there i'm like fuck so i you go up there so i went up there i so went, went up there yeah they prayed on me um <laughs> in multiple different ways <laughs> and, <laughs> and they they said this prayer and the, you know oh you know jesus into your heart and it was it was, it was nice it was, it was a good thing but then at the end of it they said now Walk down this hallway over here, and I was like, okay. So I like walk into this like separate door, and there's like people popping up, and they're like, hey buddy, hey buddy, let me let me get your phone number. You know, you need to start coming to this church, and you need you need like we'll be friends, and it's cool, and all this stuff. And I was like, this is not fucking church. This, this ain't it. This that's not what it's about. Yeah. So I want to make sure my kids know the difference of all of that I mean I know all of the stories of the bible and Mm -hmm. everything there and I was taught properly and now I I go on father's day to Mm -hmm. church with my father because that is his one request and that is when we go but yes it is something that I need to think more about and go to
0: I mean and also do you think you could just you can show them the values most certainly yeah, like, where's, you know, like, that's something I think about, too, because the, I had...
1: There's been little Bible books that I've read to them, mm-hmm. explaining certain stories and stuff yeah. like that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't, you know, like, I had I had such a negative experience when it comes to church. Do you go anymore? No, I don't think I'll ever go okay. again. Okay. Yeah, I went, I've been to church a couple times, and I get real, like, uh you probably call it PTSD okay. <laughs> Good. hands get sweaty I can respect heart that. heart like races a little bit and things like that I think that you know there's things I can show and teach and there's power I think there's power in fathers and parents just just kind of helping their kids along as well mm-hmm. instead of like feeling like you know this place can do it you know first you know
1: there is a certain energy of Everyone coming together for one good purpose. Kind yeah. Of, kind of like a punk show. Even. I get
0: that too. Uh, Bringing it back to the mosh pit. Yes. You know? That energy.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're waving your hands back and forth in Jesus's name or mm-hmm. you're slam dancing to some mad ball, you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: I've, I've had so many religious experiences at, at Con- uh, like music or do, at concerts. Do you and need stuff. some more
1: drink? Yeah, I could. I'll, I'll oh, take hold, a little bit. Hold on, hold on. I got. I'm switching it up. I'm
0: getting back to this uh, red mm-hmm. breast. <laughs> yeah, but I've had so many like, you know, because because I do see what you're saying with like.
1: I want them to know
0: to know and understand mm-hmm. the difference. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah, but I think there's there's power in like, you know. Us showing them that as well, you know. Yeah, so. so let's talk. So you have, let's see, were your uh, you know here's birth birth stories. We could talk. You were telling me that the birth stories were intense. Oh yeah, were they? Were they natural? Like, were they home births or were they hospital births? Hospital, each okay, one. yeah. Um, but they were each one vaginal. Uh-huh. Um, yes. Uh,
1: I've heard the C-section is pretty intense and like the healing is, is uh-huh. wild. Um, but anyway, so I, actually the first one, um, Clark, uh, uh-huh. it was Abby's plan to have it naturally. And uh, and yeah, it just, yeah, it was, she was in a lot of pain. Uh-huh. Her head was spinning and she was like, rub my back rub my back we're going to the shower rub my back because she got the uh what's the hormone that makes them go to
0: labor um preg pregnazone no No, i'm saying that's antidepressant uh i know what you're talking about yes yes um anyway my Wife would know, and she's probably gonna if she ever hears this and she says that I can't know that she's gonna I get mean, mad at me. I mean, she is a doctor, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, well, you might have said the right
1: word, I don't know. Um, she was on that, and she's going to labor, and then like we we actually had a doula.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, doulas are great, I recommend them, yeah, um, because we were, we were going through all of this, and um. You know, she's trying to do it naturally and her head is spinning and I'm run her, rubbing her back and like, I'm like, man, I'm tired, you know? And uh, this went on for six six hours or something. And finally we call the doula and she's like, get the epidural. Mm-hmm. So the epidural comes in and I, did Carly get that?
0: No, we had Jasper in, in our bedroom what yeah that's we had, cool we had full home birth that's cool yeah
1: um <laughs> so the epidural that needle is like six inches long.
0: yeah it's it's a big it's a big ass needle
1: yes mm-hmm. and and th- like the the nurse doctor like they were like do you get queasy with needles i was like no no i'm fine and i saw that thing and i was like whoa and then like like i'm like in front of abby i'm supporting her and I just see the doctor like, like her hand just keeps on going, pushing yeah. it in, and I'm like, I'm like, whoa! And I got queasy. I was like, oh my gosh! And she gives it to Abby, and she's like, I feel much better now. And the dual, <laughs> the doula comes in. Dual walks in the door like shortly after this. Oh no, no! Dual walks in. Dual was already there, so she's like handling it, and she's like, Abby, go sleep. Ryan, go sleep. <laughs> So we both go to sleep like six hours, wake up, and they they check Abby, they're like, okay, you're getting dilated, you're okay. And then like Dool looks at me and she's like, You're right. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. She's like, go get some food. Cool. So I go down to the um cafeteria, I get some food, come back up, and we are at um Norfolk General. Mm-hmm. Um it's the uh, the high risk uh, Yeah. one. Mm-hmm. So. So then they they ask Abby. They say, "Is it okay if students come in here?" And um, she's like, "Sure." What? Yeah, sure. She she signs it. Yeah, you know, signs the waiver, all that stuff, and and then it's like, they're like, "Okay, good to right, have the baby." Like I'm like, okay, so all these nurses and doctors come in there's like the head shift doctor like standing in the background then there is like a like a new newer doctor who um is delivering the baby and and he's down there and then there's like probably four or six nurses there's like 10 people in the room
0: you had a fucking audience no there's there's birth.
1: there's like a lot of people and I'm like and I'm like <laughs> And I'm like,
0: is this normal? You know, this this is our our
1: first childbirth. You know, we we went to a birthing class, which I suggest.
0: Yeah, birthing class was great. We did one too. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes,
1: which I suggest. And the doula was great. And she like, put the ball between her legs and like helped her like and all of that. And, um, And then they're like, all right, we're ready to deliver. So, there's like 10 people in the room. And then they're like, dad, hold a leg. So I held a leg. I'm like, okay. And, uh, you know she's pushing, 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 and it was like his head starts to cry a little bit, and then it's like, and it's like, all right, now push real hard, and then it's it's like, bam, baby Clark shoots out. This new doctor catches Clark, and then the doctor over his shoulders uh, uh, says, "Give it to her, give it to her, give it to her," and he like throws the baby like to her shoulder, to her chest, and like Abby like catches Clark. And she like looks at me and is like ah, and I look at her. I'm like ah, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, <laughs> it was and, they, and yeah, literally tossed. And like, and then they're like, "All right, cut the umbilical cord. Cut the cord. Cut the cord." And I'm like, "Okay, okay, okay. And I, and I cut the cord real quick. And uh, yeah, and that's Baby Clark, and he is a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Nice since day one brought him in this world. Like he is ready to go he's an athlete he's got an arm he's like left-handed
0: so like so back up so like yeah. you let which is fine you want students in there you let it and we, we don't know we don't know but <laughs> what was the i mean i was like i guess this is normal
1: i wow. i guess they need this many people like because they they have they have the nurses and then they have the people for the respiratory Mm -hmm. because then they take the baby and they put, put them, they weigh them and all. So was Abby
0: high risk. And that's why y'all were there. She was
1: high risk. She does have a, an auto autoimmune. Okay. Um, so they want to monitor all of that. Okay. Um, yes. So that is why we were there. Okay. Um, yes. So that was a little different. So Clark comes home healthy, happy, Uh He's all good. Uh, I want to say he was eight pounds, eight eight pounds okay. like it just a standard, you know, good weight, full term. Um, and then and then we get pregnant again, and we got baby Pete.
0: Are you Peter. back at Norfolk General?
1: Yeah. Uh, so this time we like make sure we're like we don't need to be high risk. Like we had a good delivery, and. We're at uh Centara Princess Anne, mm-hmm. which they call the spa. Yeah, um, the spa. The spa. There was a lot of people in our birthing class at the spa. The spa. Yeah. yeah. Which is nice. It's way it is, nicer yeah. than Norfolk yeah. General. Um, yes, <laughs> <way nicer. laughs>
0: yeah, it I know what you're talking <laughs> about. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: So then we're, it's baby Pete and there's a nurse in there and like you know like and she's Abby's already like I'm getting up. Earl and i'm like cool like so she get like we get in there we check in we got our pillows and our bags and all that stuff and actually i i I forgot i left this out um during clark we were in there for so long yeah that i was like i'm gonna go get some food and she was like cool so when i got some food and i bought a,
0: a nintendo switch what (laughs) <laughs> like instead of getting food you got no a- i got
1: food and a nintendo switch i got i got zelda
0: it was your baby moon gift yeah, that's what she calls it <laughs>
1: that's what she no. calls it <laughs> man i was playing zelda man i was chilling
0: um <laughs> you're just hanging out while she was in labor
1: yeah yeah it's like she's like sleeping and i'm playing zelda and yeah it's dope that was all right so then yeah. so then baby pete i'm like oh i'm bringing my zelda like, you know i bought another game and <laughs> and we're sitting in the hospital and we checked in and we brought our pillows and we're ready and uh she gets the epidural and she rests and all of that stuff and then like the nurse comes in and abby's niece is with us she's i'll say 17 and uh-huh. she's like she's like i want to become a doctor and we're like, that's that's awesome. We completely support that. And so
0: come to our birth. Well, no, like she happened <laughs> to visit.
1: She happened to visit, and uh, and then they were like, "Oh, you are fully dilated. Like, like we're about we're about ready." And she pushes a little bit, and, and like as the first contra- contraction. Uh-huh. She pushes a little bit, and the nurse is like, "Stop! Stop! 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 Stop!" We're like, w- w- "What? What's wrong?" she's like, I need to get the doctor because he's like, because he's about fucking crown. And then, and then like, like, they're like, they like break down the table because like, there's like the, the table breaks down and like, there's like stirrups, all that stuff. And like, and they break it down and we're like, Kate, the niece, we're like, you want to stay in the room for the delivery? She's like, sure. And she sits down on the couch and I'm standing next to Abby. Doctor comes in, next con- contraction. She's like, and push, and push, and push. And there's no one else in the room. There's the nurse and the doctor. And Pete comes out ever so slow. And she she just supports him. And she says, and here's your baby. Uh-huh and hands and like ever so gently hands peter to abby it's the total opposite of completely <laughs> completely different like opposite. tears come out of my eyes i'm like what you know He like, said it like a football throw yeah exactly like <laughs> yeah. i'm like what, what? and like and, and i'm sure my niece like or, yeah. um kate is just like yeah yeah that's just how it happens you know like (laughs) Like, it's great that's that's (laughs) that's how it is it's so beautiful
0: oh if you only knew (laughs) yes and pete Pete
1: is just sweet and gentle really and just amazing you know he's great sweet pete um Mm -hmm. so then we get pregnant again and we go back to spa and it's it's lena and uh i want to say pete was right around seven pounds he was a little bit smaller than clark um so then we go and and by the way so clark we remodeled a house brought him home then we sold that house we moved and then as soon as we moved into that place we found out we're pregnant brought pete home Mm -hmm. and then we get pregnant again and then uh so Lena's on her way. And we go back to the spa. And uh, having Lena, it was, yeah, it was uh, another challenging one. Where, all right, push, push, push. Lena Lena comes out. Her head is, is out. Mm-hmm. But her shoulder is stuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So her shoulder's stuck. And uh, I'm holding a leg. And... I'm looking. I'm like, contraction ends, and they're like push, 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 and like the doctor's like grabbing her head and like pulling as hard as she could, and I'm like, holy fuck, and uh, and I look up at at Abby, and I say, everything's good. Listen, look at me, Abby. Next contraction, you need to push as hard as you can. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, okay. So next one comes up, push, 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 push. I, I want to say it, it didn't happen that time. Maybe the next time she was, she was out for three minutes with her shoulder stuck. Oh, and then doctor ended up uh, cutting. I forget they call mm-hmm. it something. Um, yeah. She broke up scissors and cut, got her out the next contraction she was like blue at this point. And I'm like, and I like go over to the table. They're working on her, working on her, working on her. And she's, she's not responsive. And she's like blue. And I, I like, I'm like leaning against the wall, like getting ready to faint, you know? And finally she cries. Mm-hmm. And they get her going. And, uh, and I'm like, the whole time, like, Abby's like, what's going on? What's going on? I'm like, we're good. We're good. We're good. And then, like, she cries, and they're working on her to get her stable and all of that stuff. And Abby's like, what does she look like? What does she look like? Uh, I look at the baby, and I said, she looks like Pete. She looks (laughs) like Pete. (laughs) And, And, like, the nurses look over at me unimpressed they're like really and i'm like if you knew pete you would know like <laughs> yeah. and um yeah so she she came to and she's she's good good and healthy she ended up being like a 10.1 pound baby baby wow yeah. so bigger than peter yeah biggest baby we had wow full term
0: 10 pound um yeah. That's like you have to think what's going through your mind mm. when you're seeing
1: the blue. Oh my gosh. And like and one of the nurses like when she came to and all that stuff and like everything's okay and like I think they ended up like handing the baby to uh Abby and one of the nurses turned to me and said, "Are you okay?" Mm-hmm. I was like yes, yes, I'm okay. But that was intense.
0: Well, it's, it and I have not, I have not hmm?
1: told Abby this whole story. Yeah. I'm not, because she is, she doesn't want like to hear it all because it is, it is traumatizing.
0: Well, of course. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think, but the thing that I think about with our, our, Our experience with birth being men the males is you don't have control over what's about to happen Mm -mm. you don't have control whether the baby comes to or not you just have to sit there and that's fucking intense we 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 walk this line I tell people like birth is like this this razor-thin line of like order and chaos (laughs) and it doesn't matter whether how you choose to do it you have no it's you have no control it's intense and wild and and at the end of the day though you know you got lena and it's it's such a cool like um i don't know it's a cool thing but it is like, I mean, I remember I was like, I have, I, I, I literally, I'm just here, <laughs> you know, I'm like holding an arm, holding a leg. I'm here yeah. and I'm saying the things like, you got this, you got this, you got this, Yeah. but I can't do anything. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. now for you guys
1: at home, like, was there a, did you guys set up a little pool or what? Well, was it a water birth? Or? So
0: we were going to do a water birth and which, then. which is pretty cool. It's we, pretty uh, cool. it was, it was so funny. We didn't do it in time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so he was, he, he came out on the bed. Okay. Which was fine. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, it was, um, having him. In the room was great. Mm-hmm. It was it was amazing to be at home. So one midwife or two? We had two midwives yes. and their apprentice. Okay, and um. So like Carly's pre labor, I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up all these words. So there's like the active labor, mm-hmm. and then the pre, you know, before that. And so she was an active labor. But there was a lot, it was about 48 hours of just stop and start of just like, mm-hmm. I think it's happening. But it wasn't 48 hours of the midwives. No, the yes. midwives came for about, I remember the first time there was a midwife there for a few hours and they mm-hmm. left. They checked everything. They're like, yeah, oh, they're in pre-labor. Not, it's not time. Yeah. And yep. then they came back. And then I remember um, they were like, so here's the deal. We've been pushing through the night. It's not going to happen. You need to take a Benadryl or drink a glass of wine, and then we'll try again later. Yeah. yeah. And so she, uh, I remember, <laughs> I, remember I, uh, I went out, and I got her some Benadryl, and uh, she slept. I remember I got a couple of Chick-fil-A biscuits, and that was good. And um, she slept, and then... Then it started that evening and he came out about nine o'clock. So it was about, oh, she's, she'll probably tell you a different number, but, um, probably like th- it was only really, uh, I want to say an hour and a half of really pushing, mm-hmm. but which it was is intense. E- yeah. It was just intense. But yes. the afternoon was a lot of like, you know, the water breaking kind of thing, which it, it didn't break fully. It kind mm-hmm. of broke, kind of, and but it was really like uh, you know she woke up and she's like I think it's happening, and then within a few hours he was there, um, but it it was longer, but it was great because we were here, you know. Oh yes, and um, the, the,
1: like with Lena, she apparently had a little bit of jaundice, mm-hmm. so they oh, I forget what it's called. But they 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 put her, um, what was it Belly Rubin? Um, where they they put her on the the lights, the UV mm-hmm. lights, yeah. And they sent us a NIC, NICU mm-hmm. for like a day, and it was like, we sh- we should have called our pediatrician because he would have probably put a call in and be like, no, send them home, you know. And like, and I'm like, in the hospital, and I'm like, man we need to get out of here. I got two other kids to take care of. Like, this is rare that I'm away from them at all. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm taking care of Abby and baby Lena and, and I found the charge nurse. i spoke to our nurse and they were like, Oh, we're about to change shifts. And I was like, listen, I'm trying to get out of here. I'm trying to get out of here. I want, I want what's the best for my baby, but I know that she's okay. Like she's like she's like, right on the line of all of this, and she's okay. And th- th- they were like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And it's a weird thing of the business of birthing, where they want to keep you in there. <laughs> that they, they want. Garbs, you're you're gonna go down a rabbit hole. No, they <laughs> wanna they wanna burn up that insurance money. Yeah, and all of it um it's a wild thing
0: so did you feel like i'm gonna tread lightly like your are like feeling of control was that hard yeah to deal with
1: oh and we signed something each time mm-hmm. like we're out of here yeah. we're out of here because these this these kids are healthy yeah and and one of the main things is having a good pediatrician that you should call first. Mm-hmm. I, I feel, um, call them first, and have them call the hospital, and then they can help you with that.
0: Because yeah, like, you know, my wife's a big about informed responsibility, informed consent, informed understand. You know, yes, like decisions. Yes, and there's a lot of things. I mean, it's hard to hear that because you you want to take your baby home. But you, you also you, you do. want, you want what's best yes. and you want to, you know, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that the doctor's the enemy. I never want to say that because no. that's not, I don't think that's the truth. No, no. But then they are there for a business. Yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. It's fair to talk about that a little bit. You know, it's fair to say that. Yes. Um, and it's hard. That was something that that I never had to deal with. Which you is know? amazing. You know, yeah. I, I think, you know. But I also know that, like, it could have gone a different way.
1: Yes, and, and I'm sure that Carly had, like, leading up to this, like, everything was healthy and good and on point. Oh, my God. She took
0: – I've never seen someone take so many supplements and never yes. do the things – I mean, she was militant Yes, about – how this is gonna? <laughs> I, I, I believe it, and then,
1: and then I mean, of course, she is a doctor as well. Mm-hmm. So there's all of that, and then just that home um, because we we talked about doing the midwifery mm-hmm. center um in Norfolk. Yeah, and that's that's where we originally started. It's uh, Depaul. Yeah, the Depaul, mm-hmm. and and that was Clark. Uh, mm-hmm. So we started there, and then it was like they're like, "Whoa, you got autoimmune and like everything," and then like we try to transfer elsewhere and that's why we got put to the high-risk center because no one else wanted to touch it and abby was six months pregnant mm-hmm. so they were like nope so we're like okay let's do this we went there navy an mess and there was like a nurse practitioner we would see often and she was awesome and uh i want to say abby keeps in touch with her and uh yes yes that's uh it was an alright experience. Um learned a, a lot.
0: Yeah, it's such a wild thing. I think but at the end of the day you got some, you got three cool kids. Oh yeah, you know. Oh,
1: I wouldn't right? I wouldn't trade it. And so I wanted them to be spaced out more. And now mm-hmm. it's like 17 17 17 and they're all so tight. And it's cool. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. So I wouldn't trade that. What's I been trade the
0: What's been the funniest thing? When they're talking. Really? The things they say. The things they say. And just like yes.
1: um, Like talking with each other. Talking with each other and just like uh, just joking around and Yeah. Um you know, a little bit of like there's been a few times with the boys, like I'm changing a diaper and they start peeing. (laughs) <laughs> that that <laughs> one's pretty funny. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking about that. We got a. We have. A, we have a, a stand up toilet for for him, and it's a frog, mm-hmm. and the tongue is like a. It spins if you pee on it. Yep. We haven't broken that out yet. I want to break that out potty training's
1: coming in your new near future. Oh no, he's potty trained. He's, oh yeah. Cause he's like about three. No, he? he's two and a half. He's two and a half. That's he's potty good. trained. Y'all are good.
0: Well, we did, um, we did, uh, elimination communication. So Jasper has been exposed to toilets since he was born. Okay. Yeah. We've, uh, we've been work. We've basically been potty training him since birth. Okay. So how, how does this work? So, Uh, essentially what you're with elimination communication what you're looking for are elimination elimination communication is looking for cues to promote um, going to the bathroom okay so for instance like I would look for a cue like such a lot of the cues that people say are like being withdrawn like the kid goes to a corner Oh, to yeah. tell that he's about to go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah.
1: Clark will look at me. He used to. He'd be like, nothing? He Literally. Yeah. Nothing? Nothing? Nothin'. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I know so, what you're doing.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, like, we had, uh, when we first had a little bucket mm-hmm. that we would put him on. I have pictures where I'm holding him at, like, two weeks. Mm-hmm. And he's peeing in this bucket. Wow. Um, at two and, weeks? Yeah, two weeks. And then um, we got a top hat that he would it it, it's not top it looks like a top hat but Mm -hmm. that was his potty and he would sit on um i don't really remember his cues carly might know his cues but um did you guys do cloth diapers we did cloth diapers really how was that uh it was fine okay i mean it was more laundry oh you would wash it yourself
2: yeah
1: okay
0: yeah um, I, i've
1: heard of services where you put them on a pail and yeah them off we and... uh
0: we washed it i mean we were probably doing laundry every day but it was never anything uh, in
1: our house it's three yeah. loads a day yeah so
0: <laughs> yeah we did cloth diapers and it was rarely um I mean, we're in a home of six right now yeah include, you've got a lot including the op hair Yeah, but uh, it was never anything that I ever felt like was out of control or too much. Um, It just was a thing. You just did more. We just did one more load than normal. Um, And he did regular diapers at night. Looks like your glass is getting a little low. Uh Uh-uh, you need to finish that. All right, I'll finish it. What were we on? Were we on Russell's or? We are on the red breast. um, Back to Russell's. So he was, uh, he did the, uh, he did regular diapers at night and then cloth diapers during the day. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But he, we were you just did like honest or what? We did the, um, uh, yeah, we did honest. We, we like those. Yeah. It's just, it was a thing. I mean, it's crazy, but, uh, you're getting me off track here. Uh, Sorry. Right. I'm it's telling you. Right. But I think for me, the cues, we just timed it. Every hour and a half, we would, like, put him on the little top hat. Mm-hmm. And then we were, like, a 70-30, like, ratio of catching catching it or not catching it. And then as he got older, the top hat turned into, like, uh, a seat on the potty. And then we got him his own little potty. And uh, that was until, like, a year and a half. And then a year and a half, we, like, really tried to potty train him because really when it comes to it in in Europe and Asia they're potty trained like earlier than 3. Mm-hmm. But in America it's it's later than 3. Yep. So we were like we just kind of looked into we researched that and we were like okay, we'll try it. So like we did the whole like 3 day no pants
1: with him. Oh, our kids were naked like
0: yeah, all summer long. Well, yeah, and so, but but, like when you're like potty training, they say do like three days, no pants, and then, you know, you just like, if he looks like he's about to pee, you'd like put him on the potty, mm-hmm. and there's like potties readily available kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then we started doing that, and then just the same thing, just timing it every hour and a half, but he would still wear a diaper at night and when he would sleep, but then uh, the last probably two, three months... He's been diaperless, and we've we've just been, you know, he's had a few accidents here and there, but it's been pretty. He's pretty much potty trained. Hold on, at
1: nighttime, he, does he wear a diaper at night? No, he
0: doesn't wear a diaper at night. What? Yeah, and he's had maybe ten in the last couple months. Yeah, but it's like this. Yeah, no. And he hasn't pooped. He hasn't pooped at night. Yeah. So Clark is
1: four and a half. Mm-hmm. He wears a pull-up. At nighttime, That's the only time he wears something. And yeah, yeah. He pees throughout the night. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it.
0: Yeah. He's uh, uh, he's he's relatively dry. Yeah. Uh, and and Pete, night. Peter, he's,
1: you know, he's three. He's about to turn three in February. He's like potty trained, but then I'll like put the diaper on him to go to bed and I'll poop. Yeah. And i like, and he, he'll yell from the bed. <laughs> I'm like, and I come up there and I'm like, what's up, man? And he's like, I want more bottle. And I'm like, did you poop? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. The only time he's worn a diaper in the last couple of months was because he got the flu and he got the vid. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, yeah, uh, no. she was, he was asleep on the couch and she mm-hmm. just wanted to put it in there in case he pooped his pants because he got just, diarrhea, but he never yes. got it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's That's been... Pretty uh...
1: cool. That's pretty cool. pretty cool. Because we are, like, diaper poor. Really? Like, yeah. diapers are expensive. They are expensive. We're burning through them. You are. So, uh... so, we have a diaper pail in each kid's room. And if I took it out to... Uh, and, and I weighed them, it'd probably be, like, 50 pounds, 50, 60 pounds a week.
0: Yeah. That was one of the reasons why we didn't want to add to that. Because, you because know... Because the waste waste yes and that was one of the reasons the other re- i mean there were a lot of reasons why we chose this mm-hmm. and i'm glad we chose this way um so, so you never had to deal with like
1: all right so our boys they, they would
0: pee so much
1: mm-hmm. that diaper would explode and that little gel yeah we've never oh dealt with that God. we've traveled so, so nothing has like grossed me out more than that gel oh yeah that gel sucks like having to clean up the pee gel yeah, that like I'm I'm good with everything else. Fucking, yeah. I, white pineys. I I, I we, there's poop all over the place, but that gel. Yeah, and I've st- I've like stepped on one, uh-huh. and, and like it exploded, and I was like, oh, <laughs> like
0: yeah. We just <laughs> like I don't know. I I felt that. You look at these other cultures, and it's just a. It just seems like no. You just this is how you do it. So we want to try it and we tried it and it worked. Like mm-hmm. I'm not saying that our way is better or worse. It's just, we found something that worked for us and that's what we're doing. It sounds amazing. Yeah, um, it no, did. There were points. There were a lot of points that I felt a lot of defeated feelings because I missed a cue or I missed a time and he like shit all over everything and stuff like that, or like I didn't, I wasn't quick enough, because it it is it is a little bit more work, and it's a lot more thinking. Oh yeah. In times, but right. on the ball. But yeah, like right now, he's he's sleeping in underwear. is wild? Like and like. You know, and he might, you know, and he like gets up and when we pick him up for the, you know, when he wakes up, he's walking to the toilet in his room mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm, I'm just going to sit down and go to the bathroom. Like it's become a pattern and a norm. And it's been something that I'm glad we did now. So, but yeah, any other questions, man, we've talked about so many things and mm-hmm. i think that the questions are irrelevant i think if there's one thing that i'd I'd ask you like what is what is it what does fatherhood mean to you it to me it's it's definitely like a
1: legacy and a mm-hmm. name and bringing on my bloodline mm-hmm. um carrying it on and most, yes, most certainly. That's It's something that, like, when I meet other people, they're like, I never have kids. Or I don't want to have kids. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm sorry for you. Um, it, uh, it, You know, I don't mean to hate on people that are unfertile. Mm-hmm. Because that's, I'm, I'm sorry. But if you never wanted to have kids and, like, not bring it on, then you should you should because like having kids is the most amazing experience and like my f- like seeing my father look at his grandkids and like th- like today i have a nephew who turns 16 and my father has been at every soccer game basketball game now he's in high school um, lacrosse and he's there at every single one of them and i hope that someday when i have grand grandkids I'm going to be there Mm -hmm. for all of that. And that's an amazing thing. Mm -hmm. And then as in myself, mentoring and bringing them forward, I want to set them up for success. Yeah. And let them choose their path and do what they want. But I will never hand them everything. I want like you want to do this, I'll make sure you're successful, but you have to work for it for yourself. And that is something my father instilled into me.
0: Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. You know, we've been talking for over two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Are most podcasts shorter. No, it's about this. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's plus or minus. Yeah. But I think that, you know, we talked a lot about everything that i would talk about yep in different ways um i'm glad you came on you know i'm glad you shared your stories i never take it lightly that you are letting me tell your story and send it out to the the internet world and that's it's it's there forever yeah it's there forever a couple things i probably said that Shouldn't have. But nah, man. It's all right. <laughs> Everything you said was supposed to be shared. Yes. Um. So yeah, thank you for coming on. The bourbon was good. Yep. I'm still feeling, flowing. I'm feeling properly buzzed. Yep. We're gonna go uh, join Carly and Katie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, thank you for coming on. It was it was nice to have this conversation and like get to know you a little bit deeper. Yep. And uh, you know, as always, guys, be excellent to each other. We'll see you the next time. See you later. He's up. Yep, that's it.